Listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Roaring Kieran here with you until 7pm get in touch with us on the show tweet us at Big Red Bench text us 0868104106 and you can hit us up on WhatsApp on that number as well uh, I'm going to start the show by hearing from the Cork ladies in just a couple of moments but first Kieran's going to get us up to date on uh, what's been a busy day around the county Yeah it sure has uh, Roar starting with Gaelic football and the senior football championship uh, taking place uh, continuing today uh, doubleheader in Brainy Donnies have defeated Nick's very comprehensively uh, uh, we'll hear from Donnie's uh, very shortly, but uh, yeah, th- that was a nervy game for Donnie's. We were speaking to the manager there um, last week, so a massive, massive win for them. Mark Buckley scoring 2-7 for Donnie's there. Um, Castlehaven and Fermoy was the second game there, and Fermoy pulled off a huge shock, I think it's fair mm. to say. Um if you ask for mine I'll tell you it's no shock but um, obviously it's a, it's a big result uh, 1-9 to 11 points a full time score there in favour of the North Cork side uh, managed by a man who is playing junior C hurling for Fromoy and football for Grange that's impressive going so and uh, he's in the army and he's coaching a team now in senior football I don't know where he does he have time for all that three or four kids as well I think but anyway <laughs> man <must> never sleep Bishopstown <laughs> uh, and Douglas that has just finished in Park you're in there was a delay on that one because the first game there uh, went to extra time but uh, Douglas have prevailed beating Bishopstown 110 to 1-9 in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship that game that went to extra time the Pearshig have beaten Ahada by a point 16 points to 112 St Michael's uh, have defeated McCroom 312 to 114 and Bantry Blues have overcome uh, Nemo Rangers 210 to 12 points and uh, Castletown Bear um, drew with Cantork after extra time as well 116 to 19 points with a reaction from a lot of those games very shortly in Division 1 of the Red FM Hurling League Sars uh, took on Bride Rovers today finishing 2 point win for Sars 15 points to 1 goal and 10 in ladies football Cork have defeated Dublin 213 to 2-8 a bit of a shadow boxing match because uh, of course now they're going to be playing each other in the National League semi-final mm. in two weeks but uh, we'll hear from uh, both camps there very shortly in uh, football Arsenal's hopes of playing Champions League football next season have taken a major setback a lot of people um, maybe even yourself included what? maybe not would, would have, wouldn't have seen Everton defeating them but uh, no. they have um, 1-0 at Goodison Park elsewhere in the FA Cup Man City you have to wait another small while to find out who their opponents in the FA Cup final will be because Watford got a penalty right at the death and uh, it's level with themselves and Wolves 2-2. It's gone to extra time at the moment um, or that's just about to kick off. Uh, elsewhere, City uh, edged uh, past Brighton 1-0 to put them into that final. The best thing about the, uh, the FA Cup uh, semi-final so far was Raul Jimenez uh, scoring and whipping out uh, a, a luchador mask, a lucha libre, a Mexican wrestling mask and putting it on yeah. to celebrate. Which was class when you're two It was up, very well placed. Then it was actually. He, he had obviously planned it uh, well in advance. Probably had one behind both goals as well. Uh, but I made it look like a bit of uh, an Egypt when <laughs> Watford came back from 2 0 down to draw 2 all. 
Small but brilliant. we'll uh, keep tabs on that one uh, Gontex Tribe as mentioned and the Scottish Premiership Rangers have defeated Motherwell three goals to nil that um, puts the title back another week for Celtic yeah well Celtic had to win yesterday and mm-hmm. Rangers had to lose Celtic through yesterday and uh, Rangers won so Rangers back to within uh, nine points but uh, running out against yeah, um, 11 points excuse me in the National Women's Under-17 League, uh, Cork City had a 4-0 win over Grey Stones. Um, the FAI sent a, an email during the week saying that match was on in Marley Park. That would have been impressive. Dublin. Yeah. Uh, both teams travelling. But anyway, uh, it didn't. It went ahead in Bishop. So. Great win for them. Great win for seeing their first game. So Big win, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ireland, they're going to be playing a part in the World Rugby 7 Series next year. That's after winning qualification tournament in Hong Kong today. Ireland beat the host 28-7. Big, big win there for them. Um, in racing, Irish racing's hero Tiger Roll. He's been paraded in mm. me today. Been paraded a horse. You know, how would you feel being paraded around the? I'm paraded around here every day. Well. Here, here's Roar. No, uh, yeah, it was an incredible race yesterday. Um, incredible uh, ride from Davy Russell as well. And we've all heard him mm-hmm. um, talking about Kieran O'Connor straight afterwards. Just sheer class from Davy Russell. Uh, just to mention, um, last time a horse won two in a row I heard you and Alan talking um, about this in the office and I started lolling but go on last time a uh, horse won that uh, race two in a row was Red Rum 74 yep. also the same year Liverpool won the Premier League uh, winning the title uh, with one point to spare in the table over Man City so yeah. history's going to repeat itself you keep looking for those little signs buddy <laughs> Well, they keep coming. <laughs> they keep coming and showing themselves. So, you know, it's just, uh, looks like it's going to happen. Right? Moving on uh, from that, uh, actually, Tiger Old is probably going to be uh, retired now as well. Um, O'Leary has said, Michael O'Leary. Give him a nice big who, rest uh, after that, yeah. Yeah, who is, had a lot of fun coming back on the plane. I saw I, I saw that on YouTube, or I saw it on social media, I should say. Um, Michael O'Leary buying everyone a drink on a Ryanair flight. Yeah. Fair no food, just... just uh, a load of gas. Yeah. Um, on 15 other power, Siwoo Kim. He's going to take a one-shot lead over Corey Connors in the final round of the Texas Open on the US PGA Tour. Graham McDowell is back on six under. And the big boat race, Cambridge University, yes. they've won it. The mm. men's boat race trophy for a second successive year. The women's also won the title. That's their third in a row, um, both defeating Oxford. And then uh, both um, leads in the boats were thrown into the river. Mm, as you do. They'll be dancing in the streets of Cambridge tonight. Uh, not to forget as well, the man, Becky Lynch, Limerick's own, or Dublin's own, depending on where part of the country you're from. Um, well, she was born in Limerick. Uh, headlining WrestleMania tonight, taking on uh, Ronda Rousey. Charlotte Flair really looking forward to that one um, be great to see Becky Lynch win um, first um, non-North American to headline Wrestlemania and by North American that means like uh, USA and Canada um, first Irish person to do it obviously it's an incredible achievement she's gone to the very very top of, of her industry not getting all that much attention here yes. at home this week that has to be said uh, but I've thoroughly enjoyed the build up to this I've thoroughly enjoyed um, seeing Becky Lynch rise up and become the big star of the WWE and that's not um, overstating it. It, it the fact is she is the biggest star and it would be great to see her win the titles tonight saw her wrestle in um, Cork in front of about 25 people um, years ago with Seamus and uh, Finn Balor who was known as Fergal Devon or Prince Devon at the time um, I think that was in Tribulgan. Uh so we got to see the WrestleMania headliner I think this is about 2003 um, 
it's amazing. It's a huge, huge achievement for, for, for Becky Lynch, obviously, but it's um, it's a massive moment for Irish um, professional wrestling as well. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that tonight. I'm going to have the uh, the alarm set to watch that one tonight, I think. Yeah, all good for her, yeah. It's nice, actually, to see someone progress yeah. so much from 25 uh, She's been incredible. Uh, if you follow her on social media as well, she is genuinely funny on social media. The way she has eviscerated Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair over the last couple of months has been spectacular. I'm um, looking forward to the combination of this tonight. History being made, uh, the women's um, match, headlining WrestleMania, women's match headlining for the very first time. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that tonight yeah. alright going to talk uh, Gilly Games to start the show and as we mentioned um, Cork beating the dubs today which is always cause for celebration um, getting some measure of revenge for the All-Ireland final last year but as Carol mentioned they will face each other in the semi-finals of the uh, National Football League uh, Cork boss is uh, Efi Fitzgerald he's been chatting to Carol. Obviously, anytime you beat Dublin is, is uh, you know, it's nice. It's a good boost for confidence. You know, we're playing them again on two weeks in the in the semi-final league, and I suppose they'll probably be much changed teams. But, um, but you know, today was a good test for our younger girls. And again, I thought you know the Kylies and you know Lara Manny and Claire Claire O'Shea was making her her first start today. Did very very well, and you know, and for for the likes of Rona Buckley and 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 them, um, you know, gave us an opportunity to have a look at them and see where they're at fitness wise, and you know. And how they're at in terms of the pace of the game, and then we're, you know, I suppose we're delighted really with our performance. You know, we we created lots of goal scoring chances. I think in the in the first half we could have been, you know, we could possibly have another couple of goals, um, but at least we were creating the chances, which was great for us. So all in all, please. Um, but it's it's just a stepping stone for us. You know, we're a very young squad, and um, you know we're not fooling ourselves into believing that you know that we're 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 the finished article by a long stretch of the, the imagination. But at least um, that gives the girls confidence in, in knowing that they can compete. With, with Dublin at this level and, and from that point of view we're, we're delighted with the victory Speaking of changes both teams made I think there's two changes each uh, going into the game does a lot of uh, substitutions during the game as well given players game time There was and to be fair coming into the game we had a lot of girls with, with uh, injuries like Orla Finn had concussion um, over the last few weeks and Dirna Sullivan um, her back has been at her for, 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 for a while and you know Anya Terry again has been has been over the hamstring planner for a while so I think it in, in lots of ways the changes you know the changes from the team that we had earlier on in the league has been forced on us but it's good it's, I mean it's for, we're very confident now that we can we can um, go forward into the championship with, with a very strong squad and know that these girls can you know, either start or come in and, and, and make a big contribution um, and that's that's you know something I suppose we didn't have last year because it was a tra- it was more of a transitionary period um, so we're delighted with that yeah, You have a lot of competition now, as mentioned um, good squad you probably now have a lot of competition in goals as well actually you tried to to Lisa and Cuevas they were both making good saves in either half yeah they did and that's the thing you know you, like I suppose it's particularly difficult for goalkeepers and that you know giving girls games game time like a goalkeeper dictates the kick outs and you know they, they control the back line so it's, it's hard particularly when you're trying to I suppose get, get a few wins under your belt it's difficult to change things because you know that changes the whole dynamic of the back line so but we're delighted over the last few games that we were able to give the, the girls some time and you know as I said that, that'll increase the confidence or the, sorry the, the competition for places and you know it'll keep um, Martin on our toes as the as the court number one. And look, lastly, uh, Dublin again in uh, two or so weeks. Uh, it'd be it could be a different battle. I'm sure it will, but I mean, we're delighted. Like 
what I wanted to get out of the league is I said at the start of the year what we wanted to get out of the league is that make sure that our panel was strong going into the championship and um, and I think you know the girls we brought on the, you know the Kylies the, the Laura Manny you know Claire O'Shea who was making her mm-hmm. her um, her first start today you know I think those girls have really stood out and they, you know they can they're really adding to the squad they're adding to the competition and training you know the, the, the level of training the standards and training have gone up so all in all it's, um, it's a positive start for us but we know it's only the beginning and you know hopefully they'll be a long summer there for us yeah, it's Heafy Fitzgerald there speaking after uh, today's win over Dublin. Shadow boxing, as you mentioned, Kiran, especially with the sides facing each other in two weeks. Yeah, d- very much so. No, they didn't. That wasn't uh, a cert before the match or anything. Um, it depended on the result elsewhere with uh, Galway and Donegal. But because Galway won that and Cork beat Dublin, they know it's going to be repeat pairings again in the semi finals of Galway play Donegal, Cork play Dublin. Um, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of both teams changed goalkeepers at half time. Uh, they got new players, maybe a bit of game time as well. A lot of shadow boxing uh, going yeah. on. But uh, you're, I, I don't know. Managers don't want to reveal their hand, I suppose, yeah. before uh, an important game, which like today wasn't as important because they were. Yeah, but it's still always nice to be Dublin in anything. It is, of course, and and uh, we'll hear Shea Boland wasn't too <laughs> impressed with with Cork after or the Cork media. Anyway. Um, well, one but, person in the Cork media, anyway. <laughs> I don't know I just have this uh, thing with with some managers but anyway um, <laughs> yeah look it's great to get one over Dublin but I suppose look uh, he wouldn't say it or, or uh, he wouldn't admit it but next week or in two weeks time is the important game today was they were already into the semi-finals it was just the pairings which oh, they wouldn't have known so Watford have just gone 3-2 uh, up in extra time with an absolutely smashing smashing goal um, just jump check and see who's actually scored it but uh, a fantastic uh, finish um, to make it uh, 3-2 considering they were two goals down uh, to now lead 3-2 in the FA Cup this has been an excellent excellent game as well uh, so it is now um, Watford 3 uh, Wolves 2 Delafeo was with the goal so it's his second goal of the game uh, fantastic stuff and a lot of stunned Wolves fans uh, in the crowd alright going to hear from our double manager Shea Boland we don't go to lose any game that's for sure anyway. um, ah, look it was a, a decent run out I suppose it's, it's kind of a bit of shadow boxing today is it both yeah. teams known that they're going to end well, now we definitely face each other I think Galway won didn't they yeah so yeah it's kind of a strange outing while at the same time it's as good as any match you're going to get obviously probably possibly will definitely one of the top four teams or two of the top four teams in the country playing so um, look decent days out probably hurting a little bit which is no harm uh, and we go out in two weeks maybe try a few players today as well yeah that was the idea I mean to see how they get on against uh, one of the top teams it's a much bigger better test against Cork than it is in any in-house game or some of the other games but uh, yeah we learnt a lot obviously had two early subs as well disrupted maybe your plans for the first yeah, half yeah a couple of injuries couple of them picked up niggles and stuff uh, that's the way it goes sometimes a long day in a bus and that's what unfortunately happens but no Cork were deserving at the end of the day we, we, we felt we were in for two good goal chances we didn't take them and uh, certainly at this level we're aware of the fact that if you don't score them you're not in the ballpark come the end of the game so yeah, Stubborn manager uh, Shea Boland there speaking after today's win. Right, going to talk uh, senior football championship action. Now, Donnie's, as we mentioned at the top of the show, with that big win over St. Nick's today, 4.15 to 5 points is how it finished. Mark Buckley scoring uh, 2 7 for Donnie's today. They led 1 9 to 2 points at half time. 
Fionn Hurley and Sean Daly with the other goals manager Dennis Healy was delighted with how things went we started well we just we had a plan and you know the more the game went on the more kind of the plan came into place with that so very happy uh, and did you, did you win the toss like you had the, the strong win in the first half of, was that something you had done to play with it so we were willing whatever way we needed to play we were yeah, to play it. but you really hit the ground running like and, and built up a lead well to be honest we felt we were capable we always yeah. felt we were capable um, just you know get things right on the day and like you said things did go right on the day that's Dennis Healy there apologies uh, for uh, the wind uh, interrupting uh, that uh, interview there but uh, that was uh, Dennis Healy speaking after today's win over St. Nick's 4.15 to 5 points now uh, Kieran Morrison's early goal was key for last year's Premier Intermediate Football Champions from Wine as they marked their return to the senior grade with a 1-9 to 11 points win over Castle Haven in Brinney Mark Collins 7 point levelling for the Haven in injury time Martin Brennan getting the winner for from Wine their manager Mick Hennessy was full of praise for his team <laughs> you, you, you must be you must be delighted though like just up from Premier just given such a tough draw and to, to go out and, and to win it like that you know to win a tight game like that over 63-64 minutes like it must be it must, you must be really proud like ah uh, yeah it just says it just we just called everyone in there and we just had a, a quiet word and we look we, we, we believe in ourselves and, and look yes we are just up from unprimitive meter we're under low illusion we're not going to go away and tear the thing apart but you know what we'll go bit by bit yeah. and uh, we came here today with a mentality that we're going to win and you can see those boys walking off there and how we, we won and, and, and we, we came down to win it yeah. and uh, look Castlehaven are, are I'm sure they'll be waiting for us later on yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah look uh, it was a great great performance and then we got a hit now as well a couple of injuries during the week another fella had to pull out today before the warm up and so to say this, this panel is phenomenal but I'm sure I couldn't say it before the game but I can say it now I'm absolutely super proud of it, of it yeah. sure. and it's great to get the early goal and that puts you in a lead that you, you know you, you never trailed after that yeah we, we spoke about it look at half time as well no goal win the game and uh, I think uh, it proved, it proved uh, goals win games as we all know and I think uh, we did very well of course did some strong runners there coming through and it was uh, don't take them down yeah, yeah. Was, uh, the keeper was on form as well at the freeze but yeah look it was, it was a great performance and then, then the second half you know like the the finishing line is getting near and fellas might be a little bit nervous but they, they, they kept their heads very impressive they did, 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 did indeed yeah and look come here uh, it just showed fierce character yeah. like, I know everyone wants the ball to go 400 miles an hour but there's times when you have to keep it and uh, I thought we, 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 I thought we managed to get very well yeah yeah it's Mick Hennessy there speaking to uh, Dennis Hurley after today's win over Castle that's a huge result for Mike Huron isn't it absolutely massive a lot of people wouldn't have given them uh, much chance going into that game at all so a massive massive win Castle Haven down to 14 for most of that game, I mm. believe they, there was a penalty early in the the first half. Um, or sorry, there was a forty five given, but before the forty five could be taken, uh, a Castle Haven player was sent off. Um, so they did play a lot with with just fourteen players, but still, regardless of that, uh, Castle Haven very very strong outfit of a number of uh, county players as well. So a massive win for Fromoy. Um and uh, now there's no relegation this year, but uh, that sets them up to get into the last eight. Wait, well, obviously, they still have to win a few more games, but um, uh, for the new seedings for next year, that'll have yeah. a massive effect on them to stay Premier Senior. Now at half time and extra time, it's Watford three Wolves two. Joe Rawson's at Wembley. Eventually, 
comeback complete for Watford and super sub Gerard Delafeu has nudged them in front. It's Watford three, Wolves two. This goal started by Delafeu, who linked up well with Andre Gray at the edge of the Wolves penalty area. He received the through ball after playing a neat one-two and finished it cutely into the bottom right-hand corner. Watford in the ascendancy now. Wolves look short after conceding three goals and giving away a 2-0 advantage. It's Watford 3, Wolves 2. Second half of extra time, just about to kick off there at Wembley. Right, Clannacilty 2-9, Neusestown 9 points is how it finished. Going to hear from Clannacilty coach Aidan McCarthy. Winning the first round is really what it's about at this time of the year, but you must be very happy with that performance. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, we controlled the game very well the second half, I suppose. First half, we knew we were going to be in a battle against Neusestown. Um, just a fantastic club, you know, rich tradition in hurling and senior football. We knew we weren't going to get anything easy today. We didn't. We made hard work at times ourselves but I suppose we're just delighted. If, if, we, if you told us today we we're going to win by half a point, we would have taken it really, get over the line, focus in the summer and we go again then, you know. Two really well worked goals and well taken goals. Yeah, and you know, we've worked a lot there during the week. Colm Horner, manager, and in the training sessions we've been working on, I suppose, breaking down blankets and things like that and the lads when they were patient got, got the vital scores so we were very happy with those two goals great finishes Sean great goal Timmy a great goal um, and you know scores were hard to come by the way both teams were kind of playing today so we're just delighted to, again as I said to get over the line and just to work those I suppose creating those chances is important longer term as well as the season goes on you know so very happy with, with the way the lads played and created those two chances Good level of performance all over the pitch but Timmy Anglin rolling back to years really really important and a very, uh, for a full 60 minute display as well Absolutely yeah you know the man is he's an enigma in the club you know he was captain in 2009 he won the county for clan that year he's fantastic um, lots of people have been telling him he's finished with years we got him back into the fold last year and he's just been outstanding he's an inspirational character he's our own address room on the field you can see it there again today he was just amazing an amazing talent he always has been and we were very lucky to have him involved in the club and back playing with the, with the team again you know so just delighted and I'd say if you ask him how he played he won't say anything but he was outstanding simple as that you know just finally good to see some repair that were all good long-term injured like Salim O'Donovan uh, David Loney as well um, appearing well yeah look these guys come back from Cork they're like you hear sometimes Cork players coming back and not seeing them these guys come back they, they drive the whole thing on the six, we have six Cork players which is in itself is difficult but they are just amazing characters amazing athletes and, and you saw them there today when they opened up just fantastic Liam was flying Liam is one of the best footballers in Cork as is David Loney you know Clancy Sean White Morris Shanley Mark White we're very lucky and the club should be very proud of their achievement of making car players but the most important thing and I think that to stress is when they come back and when they train they train hard and when they play they're outstanding you know That's clan coach Ed McCarthy are speaking after today's win over Newstown 2-9 to 9 points going to hear from Matt Newstown's Cara Kane Cara obviously disappointed with the result was it those first two first half goals ahead and the back foot Yeah they were because like we were we were well in it it was a 50-50 game we were asking four scores and mixing up pig back so all of a sudden it was level um, we thought it was a free in mm. He looked like he overcarried the ball and look, he gave advantage. But yeah, look, they were better than us, to be fair. Uh, they probably had a bit more done than we had. The hurling just caught us there the last few weeks. So look, that's, yeah, they were a better team today. You kicked a few wides as well that you wouldn't normally kick. And I mean, like when you're chasing the game, sometimes that can, that's basically what can happen. Like, yeah. yeah, we moved the ball fierce well. Just um, just lacky a few scores, a few injuries, a few suspensions, and we can't afford those. Um, but they were better than us all today. Um, all the focus, you know, obviously, on the hurling, that big match abandoned coming up. But there's enough in this team 
later in the year that you should be well able to bounce back from this yeah that's it I was actually in favour of just moving championships to August just give fellas a chance we've only had two pitch sessions like it's it's very tough to for small clubs to get out onto fields um, so yeah look the hurling in two weeks time look that's the first round it's not the end of the world we'll be gunning for it's all abandoned it's um, it's just another game do you know it's early in the year that's yes, Nusses Towns Cahar Kane speaking to Jeremy McCarthy after last night's uh, defeat to Clannacilty interesting to hear from Cahar there that he would be in favour of games starting in August because they haven't had much like on pitch work done yeah, some some I've heard heard some uh, players saying uh, they'd rather actually go in August. It's very, it's they very hard to keep to, everyone happy. Obviously, uh, yeah. Look, that's very hard to to do that. But like, you have two seasons essentially. You're building yourself up and, and trying to peak in April to win your first round, and then there's nothing then till August, and it's a whole new season again. Um, it's very very hard to do it. Like it's been the way it is for years, and it's what it's going to be for the next two years at least in Cork. But I'm not. Cork did try and change it. It didn't yeah. uh, change. Um, but it, it is very hard. But I'm not sure how you can fix it either. Uh, there's two games in Porky Rin last night. Uh, both games pretty one sided as well. The Bars, the county champions, beating Clare over 3 12 to 6 points. Crumbs there for us. And Carl Popola Keith, the Bars manager. Yeah, look, it was a good result for us. Um, Look, if you want to be hypercritical about it, it's probably not not the best performance we've had uh, comparing it to kind of maybe our recent league play. Um, but look, you'll take a win the first round. Look, that was our objective for the start of the year. And look, you're happy enough. Look, it opens up the summer for you, and you can get uh, get your house in order, so to speak. You know. But look, like they gave a look. They, they kind of took us. They, they took our shape away from us, and they were they were difficult to play against. Look, it was like we got two lucky goals, really. Like when you when you, when you look at it, so bit of work to do yet. So. There was an awful lot of stoppages, a lot of injuries. Any anything to be worried about on your side? No, nothing really. Just kind of muscle tweaks and all the rest of it. So nothing, nothing too serious on our side. Look, I you know Clyde probably had the, the the worst of those exchanges in terms of bad injuries and stuff. You know when they probably could least afford it. Um, so yeah, but nothing, nothing too major in our camp. Um, uh, something certainly to work on for the next round is the amount of wides possibly when when the game wasn't so intense like there probably was a bit more time to be taking the shots but a lot of them went wide yeah look I suppose some of our option taking wasn't the greatest you know and that, that's something that we're kind of hoping to work on as well you know and as I say look we're kind of a work in progress at the moment uh, but look kind of thankfully it wasn't an absolutely fantastic performance it gives you something to work with yeah, yeah. you know so like you know you don't want to be peaking this, this time of the season either like you know but uh, look happy enough in the end of the day I won't call it an over-reliance on Sherlock but he scored most of them like <laughs> some people probably would to be fair uh, look uh, I'm not sure what his tally was in the end you know look uh, so it was probably he ended up you know he ends up on the, the end of a lot of movements as well like you know so seven points again. seven points yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you know so um, but yeah look I think there was a bit of a spread from the other lads as well which is which is encouraging you know, and that's kind of like ten, ten, ten different scorers like so it's all good you know and can you tell me about the, the goalkeeper because nobody knew who he was yeah. before the throw in there yeah <laughs> look we, we sprung one from uh, from Tyrone you know so we'll take him any day yeah. you know uh, look he's, he's he's playing out of his skin at the moment so we're delighted to have him Jeez, we're delighted he transferred to us anyway you know rather than some of our neighbours but um, look he's, he's, he's going really well he's a great attitude Trains really hard, you know. So um, look again, and he made uh, he made a very good save in the first half. And look, every game so far, he's he's uh, he's made some outstanding saves. So that's why he's after taking the jersey. Um, and look, you have the break now until probably August, possibly or whenever the second yeah. round is. But uh, a few things to work on anyway. Yeah, look, a lot of work to do over the summer. You know, look, that kind of performance isn't going to win you a championship. You know, but look, first rounds are funny. Look, you, look, our objective was just to get over it. You know, we put up a good score, got over it. That's 
job done yeah, that was a big one for the Bars last night, getting their defence uh, underway with a routine win, 3-12 to uh, six points. Very one-sided, Kerr. Uh, very one-sided, it must be said, after about, it was under 90 seconds, uh, one of Clyde's main men, Dan O'Callaghan, mm. uh, went down injured. Now, it looked and sounded like it was his cruciate. It was, oh. I think, his first game back after doing his cruciate last year. Um, so, I don't know, he, he did walk off with the, the help of, of two others. Um, but so so soon in the game um, so hopefully he's not seriously injured and it's not another cruciate it just you could hear yeah. you could hear things so um, that was a big uh, hit for Clyde it's not something you want at the very start of the game yeah. because uh, the Bears are going to be very strong going into that regardless um, so you want all your best players and it's just disappointing for, for Clyde Rovers um, you know that uh, the, the Flanagans the two Flanagan brothers uh, kind of top scored for them but uh, look hopefully uh, next day out they, they'll be a lot more impressive and The other game last night ended in a 3-14 to 1-6 win for Nemo Rangers Kieranson's chatting to Nemo boss Paula Donovan Yeah it was I think we got off to a good start we got uh, two points there in the first few minutes and then um, we, we great movement there for the goal uh, great layoff by Conor Hogan and Kevin was in in fairness when he scored it after that I think we just kept the scoreboard k- taken over which was the main thing just keep chipping away uh, Paul Carrigan uh, had a hand in the other two goals then great vision to see the guy at the back post and pick him out yeah um, with all due respect to Valleys they didn't really turn up tonight at the same time they're much better outfit uh, than I that I imagine like I would say that, yeah, and I was a bit apprehensive coming down because we were missing uh, Luke Connolly, yeah. uh, Kevin Fulignetti, Elno Donovan, and they're big, three big strong players for us. So I was a bit concerned that we might lack a bit of physicality, uh, and they're a big physical side. And in the last, like we played them in the league semi final uh, back in November, the start of December, yeah. and uh, we had a good win, but they've beaten us in the last three times we played them in the league yeah, yeah. so we were a bit we were a bit mindful of that uh, knowing that we'd have to turn up and get in a good performance yeah um, that's the other thing uh, the, when the game kind of dies out and it did die out a small bit you, you still have to to perform as well you can't out because we've seen in many other games teams will come back at you then yeah and that's the thing we spoke about at half time that yeah. um, like we were nine points up at half time we wanted to win the second half as well so the, the message at half time was uh, the second half was starting out to 0-0 zero, zero, and we needed to win the second half as well um, a few lads maybe is there any niggles coming out of that um, Shane Martin went off there with his hamstring uh, probably a couple of weeks so he should be hopefully be fine um, Kevin Fulham that he should be back the next day all going well so should Luke Connolly so they're the major plus game to come into the side you know um, you're going to have another long layoff I imagine before the, the next round of the county championship it'll be uh, another season starting on over again it will and I suppose that's one of the things that they were trying to start out uh, in the county board um, but uh, the clubs voted for option A which is what we voted for as well so um, I think it's the best of the three options I think option C uh, or Intercounty players were adamant anyway they weren't going to play they were, they were going to play with Nemo and if it meant their car careers so be it yeah, Very strong words there from Paul Donovan about the proposals uh, the Nemo Rangers manager uh, speaking after last night's uh, win um, 
they're again it's all come back to the players and what they want and as as Paul said there uh, the Nemo players weren't not going to play for Nemo that, that was what they wanted to play that's yeah. what they wanted to do yeah very uh, strong words indeed from, from Paul but look, they wouldn't be on a Cork team if they weren't playing with their club either um, you know that's where it yeah. starts that's uh, it's, 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 spark, it's sparked a debate and it's kind of that debate has been taking national as well the club versus uh, county um, issue. Um, so I mean, like it, it like um, we heard from Kevin O'Donovan in his interview yesterday. It was all about generating debate and starting debate and starting a conversation, which mm-hmm. is what uh, the vote last uh, Tuesday night did. Yeah, I think they've uh, generated a debate across the country. Yeah. Um, look, uh, how Cork run their championships is very different to how uh, Offaly or Carlo run their championships. Uh, obviously, because of the size of them and the amount of teams um, that have to be, you know, are, that are involved in them. But uh, I think it certainly has started a bit across the country on on the the, the players getting time with their championships because there's a lot more players who aren't involved in counties and they're held up because yeah. of thirty something players. Um, so something has to be done for the last few years it's, it still has to be done but whether the GA are going to sort that I don't know I think the, the inter-county season is there's too much going on you've the league you've the pre-season tournaments you've the championship um, and you, you just can't get everything in uh, so I don't know like you could bring the All-Ireland a bit sooner and then start championship but then you've players waiting until August again you yeah. know so there's, I no, there's no one ideal situation there's not because they don't want the All-Ireland club final being played uh, after Christmas either so you're not going to get your county provincial in All-Ireland between August and December mm. And you, you don't want to be playing club uh, final in in December in Crow Park or wherever it is. So there's a there's a lot to be worked on for the next years. But will they ever get it? I, I, I don't know to be honest. All right, approaching full time in Wembley, but two and a half minutes left. Watford's leading Wolves by three goals to two. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, on talk uh, to uh, Dylan Manning. We're going to hear from uh, Tracy Kennedy as well. The big red bench Saturday and Sunday from six pm. Corks Red FM. You're very welcome back to the show. Cork's Dylan Manning recently took home a bronze medal from the Sambo World Cup in Russia and is currently training for the European Championships in Spain next month uh, with his brother Lloyd also competing. Dylan Collins meeting in studio earlier on today to discuss the bronze medal and look ahead to the Euros. Yeah, big time, yeah. We put a lot of work into it. Um, I actually I couldn't train two weeks up to it as well. I'd, um, I was just out with a small bit of an injury, like, you know, yeah. so I wasn't 100% going in there. But yeah, it was a really good achievement. We put in a lot of work. And yeah, we, well, we could have got a lot better, like. But you know, do you know the way things go. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about your your history with the sport and how you got in, involved with handball. Yeah. Well, m- my dad's the coach, so he brought us into judo first. Yeah. And um, ju- judo kind of started. I wouldn't say going downhill, but it went. Yeah, it did go downhill in Ireland, really. Actually, like you know. Yeah. And um, the association kind of not not a lot of people were getting on with each other. So uh, yeah, we went to sambo then, and then we started up combat sambo. And yeah, it just kind of went from there. So it did. Because sambo wouldn't be, I suppose, massively popular in Ireland. Kind of more like. Jiu-Jitsu would be the, the more popular of the that kind of grappling combat yeah, sports, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I think we're the only one actually competing in Ireland at the moment for yeah. Sambo and combat Sambo. But yeah, Jiu-Jitsu is huge, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, um, you've obviously trained both. I mean, what are the main differences, I suppose, between Sambo and Jiu-Jitsu? Um, like, Jiu-Jitsu is a lot on the ground. Mm. You you only get a small bit of time on the ground in Sambo and, and combat Sambo because there's it does leg locks and but there's, there's a lot of hip throws and it's a lot to do with wrestling like you know mm. so, so that's the difference is wrestling I suppose rather than mm. rather than um, just, just groundwork yeah and how long have you been training in it now Dylan? Uh, judo since 
I remember going on the mat when I was three years of age. <laughs> and twenty twenty six now, like yeah. so in Sa- Sam Boys was we're training at the last I don't know, ten years or something, yeah. yeah. And for you to go to Russia and, and get a bronze medal uh, is an incredible achievement. Oh, it, it meant a lot to me, really. Like, yeah. And it kind of just showed the hours that we're putting in and the time that myself and my dad are putting in. Is, he, he, he puts in a lot of time to us, like, you know, so yeah. that's what it's showing. Because Russia's kind of the, the home of Sambo, isn't it? Correct, yeah, it yeah. started there, yeah. yeah. Uh, so for you to go over and compete there and take them out of their own game and, and, and finish yeah. third, it's just it's, it's mind-boggling. It's like them coming over beating us in jail, like, you know. <laughs> Not sure that would happen, would <laughs> So, I mean, like, how many fights did you have over in Russia? Um, with two or three fights, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, and we were going to go into the Russian. So we got three. The quarterfinals was the uh, was the Uzbek the Kazakhstan, and then the semis were the was the Kazakhstan. Mm. Sorry, other way around, other way around. And it was meant to go into the Rush the for the Russian then the final, but unfortunately I missed out on that. Yeah. So um, yeah, hopefully I'll catch them this time in six six weeks. Yeah, might, yeah. I was going to say, what's your next event now? The Europeans. The, yeah. Yeah. Where's that on? That is on in Spain. Yeah. A place called Hihan, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's on the it's on in May May. 18th, it's mm. 17th or 18th, but yeah, that, that's what's next. So that's a big one. That's the second biggest event of the calendar. Yeah. So it is. So, I mean, like, what's your training schedule like? Um, I train nearly every day. It could be six, sometimes seven days a week, but I'm training twice a day. So uh, <clears throat> I get up in the morning or I could do it in the evening, um, weight training or, you know, mm. your, your cardio and stuff like that. And if I can get another session in during the day, I will. But if not, then it's night time. Sometimes we get sparring, sometimes we don't. Mm. Other times it's, it's just a lot of technique and it's just, you know, it's five, six, seven days a week. Mm. Are you solely focused on Sambo now? Because I know you fought MMA twice last year. Yeah, uh, yeah, twice last year and yeah. once this year. No, um, we have our we have a, our sights in a fight maybe in September, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, for now... We have to concentrate on on the sambo and the combat mm. sambo because it's such a big event. You really have to, you know, pin it, mm. pin it down to that. How does sambo translate then to your MMA career? Uh, it's it's great wrestling, and because I do combat sambo, there's a lot of striking in it. Mm. So they're similar in a way, but they are they are a lot different again because you don't have a you don't have a suit on. Mm. Um, you've, you've the same you've the same gloves on the small gloves, <laughs> but there's rest. The wrestling is much the same, but without the suit. Mm. Do you find it gives you an advantage because a lot of guys wouldn't have come up with guys with like kind of sambo experience? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because especially because we started at such a young age. Yeah, and because it's such a small, it's a small club as well. We can almost do one to ones all the time with my with my dad. Like you know, he's mm. the, he's the main coach there. We can almost do one to ones all the time. So there's a lot of there's a lot of concentration put on one one person or whatever mm. if they're leading up to a fight if they're leading up to the sambo. So it's really it's really good that way. Do you enjoy MMA or is it just something that kind of branched out from sambo? No, I love MMA. Yeah. I love the two of them. I love MMA. I love combat sambo. It's just they 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 collide and it's good the way that they're close enough to each other, so mm. we can we can train for both of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the Europeans now, you're obviously going to have a bit of a target on your back after getting the the bronze in, in the world. Oh, big time, big time. We were going over there. We knew that I suppose when, when the when the draw was made out on the Friday. And if the Kazakhstani seen Ireland, he was, he was going to be delighted that he was going to get an easy fight or whatever, like, you know, <laughs> but that wasn't the way. Um, um, the Russian coach actually came up to my dad after and said, you're, you know, your boy's really good at striking. Mm-hmm. So I think he was watching the Kazakhstani and he turned around to, to watching the Irish guys, so, yeah. Mm. And I suppose for people listening, I mean, if they want to take up a combat sport, I mean, like, you've obviously travelled the world with, with, with your sports. It's an incredible way to see the world and, and get out and about. Yeah. Big time. Uh, even if even if you're competing 
at a low event mm. it's it's nice just to get over say England or whatever just something like that just to feel part as a team and train part as a team like mm. you know so it's really good and it helps uh, especially kind of quiet people it really brings them out of their skin and gives them confidence exactly yeah confidence it's a, big, it's a big thing yeah so if anyone wants to come down and join you oh they're more than welcome mm. big time yeah first night is always free <laughs> so you can find him on Facebook and Facebook yeah, the, yeah, we uh, Musgrave Euro Sambo Club is uh, is the Facebook page, and it's out in Canavy. Excellent. Um, so, target sold for the the Europeans. Gold. Uh, targets is gold, big time. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was the uh, it was Uzbekistan who who beat me in the semis. So my tar- he's my target. <laughs> so he is. You're, you're eyeing him up. So big time. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. And uh, target for I suppose the next twelve months. Then, I mean, like, are you looking that far down the line? Really? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, we already. We're kind of planned out for the year. Uh, obviously, I, I was saying there we have six mm. weeks. We have the Europeans. Um, September then, I, I'm going to go for MMA. Mm. Another MMA fight over in uh, Birmingham, Golden Ticket Fight Promotion. Mm. Um, and then the the Worlds, hopefully get the Worlds. They're in Korea for the Sambo. Mm. But the, the, they work out quite expensive, like, you know. Yeah. So, I suppose a coach and a player to go would be about two and a half grand, you know. It's a lot and of money. And you get no funding at all, do you? At all. That's why we're looking for sponsors all the time, like, you mm-hmm. know. And... People just to come on board and help us, and they will they will be shown like they uh, they will be on t shirts and mm. on fight shorts and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah. Mm. And I suppose for you to 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 get bronze, I suppose in the world without any funding whatsoever, no support whatsoever, it, it, it makes that achievement even greater. Then yeah, it's a it's a big achievement, big time. Yeah, but it just kind of shows that the work we are putting in, you mm. know, we're putting in a lot of work and a lot of time. Mm. Kind of become a loner, to be honest with you. <laughs> all day and all night yeah. in the gym, but I think Mrs. Sick me. <laughs> Does she see you all these days? No, now, no, maybe an hour here and there. <laughs> then it's been a pleasure talking to you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming much. and best luck. Uh, thanks for yours. Can I just give uh, just one shout out there, just um, just to the sponsors that we do have? It's Blackpool Auto Centre, Down mm. Blackpool. It's Fergus Thompson down there. He's been really good to us, and the Kingsley Gym as well. Mm. Thanks very much. Yeah, great to chat to Adela Manning earlier on today. Congratulations to him on that uh, bronze medal at the Sambo World Cup. Uh, right, it's all over in the FA Cup. Watford have beaten Wolves by three goals to two to face Man City now in the art book a place to face Man City in the decider. Wolves were two goals up, uh, but a stirring comeback from Watford sees them into the final. Uh, we'll get a full-time report on that. There you go. In just a little bit, but it was a cracking game from the bits I saw anyway. It looked like a cracking game. Something else uh, to come back from that. Come here, I have to ask you, um, there's lots going on on Twitter. I've just I've just seen this. I, people are telling you to <laughs> Batista bomb me and all this. What's all this going on? Uh, yeah, because I just kind of jokingly <laughs> tweeted that you wouldn't let me talk about WrestleMania for the hour, which was what, what it was you, my plan when I came into work today. I was like, oh, we won't bother doing anything for the big red yeah, and you, and just talk about WrestleMania for an hour. Tactically, you didn't tag me in it, so I wouldn't see it. Yeah, oh, I know what and, I was doing. And uh, now there's a lot of people saying to do a wrestling move, somebody. Yeah, so Joanna Reardon's <laughs> been in touch. She wants me to Batista bomb you for not letting you talk about wrestling. Mark Dynan, our uh, good friend, friend of the show of this parish, wants me to give you a Stone Cold Stunner. Um, we can all do all those in a bit. We can video it and put it up on social media if you want. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got it. Oh, we'll go to uh, Wembley now, actually, first. Uh, I'm going to hear from uh, Joe Rawson. What 
What a remarkable advert for FA Cup football. What a game this has been here at Wembley. Full time, it's finished. Watford 3, Wolves 2. A super sub, Gerard Delafeo, has stolen the headlines. His team were two down when he was introduced after Matt Doherty and Rahul Jimenez had scored for Wolves. At, uh, and really, Nuno Espirito Santo's side deserved their advantage, but Delafeo pulled a goal back with 11 minutes of normal time to go. A superb finish into the top corner from inside the box. Dini ensured a dramatic end to the 90 as he was fouled in the penalty area. He got up and took a penalty to take us into extra time. Then it was that man, Delafeo, who finished the game, linking well with Andre Gray. A nice one-two. Delafeo found himself inside the penalty area and he cutely slotted the ball past Wolves goalkeeper John Ruddy. Heartbreak for Wolves. Ecstasy for Watford. They have reached their first FA Cup final since 1984. Man City await them. Full-time, Watford 3, Wolves 2. Yeah, and Delafeo's winner was an absolute cracker. Fantastic finish and a great goal uh, from Watford as well. All right, Athletics now. There's many towns and villages hosting 10 milers uh, at the moment, including um, the Sonia Sullivan Cove 10, which took place this morning. So congratulations to everyone who took part in that. Um, the village of North Cork has relaunched their race, the 2010 taking place next week after being idle for a number of years. It also currently holds the record for the fastest time for a 10 miler. Kieran spoke with committee member Marianne Burns about the race. It has, it has. It was um, run in the 1980s and organised by the then curate of the parish, I suppose, which had been Father Liam Kelleher, um, who had been very involved in athletics. Um, so we kind of were throwing around the idea of bringing it back and that's what we're doing. The community have got involved in it and we have great support from all the local athletic clubs around Um and uh, we're bringing it back on the 14th. So we're hoping to have a great crowd down in Jemina and to maybe reminisce with some of the old athletes and to bring on some of the newer upcoming athletes as well. So Yeah, um, obviously, look, a lot of places run uh, 10 milers. Now, you're doing a 10 mile and 10k as well, I think. But uh, what's different, what sets years uh, different from others, maybe? Well, I suppose if you go back to the 1980s, we would have had the highest, um, I suppose, class of athletes then uh, we'd have had over 100 athletes finishing at under the hour mark in 1984 um, in the 1984 race uh, Jerry Kiernan, the Olympic athlete won the race and holds the course record of 46.39 so that's phenomenal running for any athlete um, I, I suppose we'd like to see a challenge but we believe that it won't be beaten but uh, it is a, a very um, competitive course, a fast course, but a, a lovely run, according to all athletes. So we're hoping to kind of open it back up to that kind of calibre of athletes, but all athletes are welcome, and we're hoping that athletes will come and better themselves, you know, on the course day. So. Yeah, you had um, you launched it a couple of weeks ago, Marion. Uh, there was a big uh, turnout at that as well, some uh, popular names there as well. There was some fantastic, um, a, a huge support to us, really, but like some fantastic athletes came down to it. We had Jerry Kiernan there. Um, we had Father Liam Kelleher. We had Jimmy Barry Murphy uh, coming down. Jimmy Barry is the uh, director of Youth Car Finance, who'd be our main sponsor. And um, they came down and they all spoke. And we had many, many past athletes who run, ran the race in the 1980s. And, um, you know, so it was great to hear from them and to hear of their experience and 
their memories of it, but also to have Jerry Kiernan kind of wish us well. And he spoke so highly of the Jermina 10 race and felt that the likes of Jermina 10 and Ballycotton, which unfortunately is now gone, that like there were no races around to touch these mm. type of races. So we're delighted to be part of um, the 10 mile circuit, bringing it back. I think uh, athletics is looking for a lot more of these events. So we're hoping that we'll be put on the map with some of those great events that are happening at the moment. And uh, look, before I leave you go, Marianne, uh, uh, obviously th- these uh, 10 milers are becoming increasingly popular over the last few years. Um, and a lot of athletic clubs in the Cork area, North Cork and South Limerick, as you mentioned. Um, where can people get more information if uh, they want to just get involved or, or go along? Well, um, I suppose the Jemina 10 page is up on Facebook, but we have... Um, Pop-up races are actually, they have the, the website, the Event Master website, because there's registration online. But we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. I suppose we have a lot of um, flyers up around the localities or in the local papers, the Vale Star. Um, uh, but, yeah, if you if you log on to our, our Facebook, Jermina 10, you'll see the details of it there. And there's registration going to be advertised actually to for local people maybe on the Saturday actually it might make it easier for them to come and collect their race t-shirts and number mm-hmm. um, we have a lovely t-shirt associated with it this year great quality I believe uh, some of the athletes that have seen it are delighted with it so uh, we're promoting that in a big way but um, there's a registration on the day as well if you haven't got out there and you haven't registered before now I think it's a race you don't want to miss and uh, we have huge um excitement around the village and, you know, the surrounding villages which the race runs through, Newton, Chandram, Milford and lots of locals out and about. So there'll be great support there. We're hoping to kind of hit us along the lines of the, you know, the Cork Mini Marathon or mm-hmm. Great Limerick Run that we'd have that kind of atmosphere there. That it's not going to be a run where you won't get through it. You definitely will, you know, so. Yeah. Well, look, it sounds like uh, it'll be a great event. That's happening next week. You can get more information uh, on the, the Facebook, as you mentioned, uh, Dramina 10. There's an email and all that, and there's an eventmaster.ie website as well. Um, just Dramina 10 with uh, more of the, the information, the price and all that. Marion, thanks very much for joining us on the, the Bigger Event. Thanks very much, Kieran. Thank you. That's Marion Burns there of the Jemina 10 and as I Kieran mentioned there and uh, more details available online. All right, we are going to uh, preview this week's John O'Reardon podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, you can get it on Apple Podcasts, you can get it on Spotify, basically anywhere you get podcasts and uh, you can get it on redextra.ie as well. So two parts of her uh, interview with uh, Neave McCarthy, the Paralympic uh, discus athlete, is available now and uh, the opening podcast with Rena Buckley there as well. But this week, um, Joanne is chatting to Cork County Board Chairperson Tracy Kennedy. It's a very, very interesting chat and this is a preview of what will be coming uh, this Friday at noon. And as you say, you don't have to play yeah. to get the benefit of sport. And I say this all the time, you know, I love uh, quoting the, the song, you know, all God's preachers got a place in the choir. <laughs> Some just clap their hands. Well, that would have been me. <laughs> I just clap my hands. I was definitely a clapper. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's important too. I mean, supporters are hugely important. Mm. Administrators are important. Someone has to run the thing. It's, it's about players and it's about games. 
but there has to be organisation of it too and it's there even, has to be support it's different though because it's, it's refreshing to not hear like a constant player's voice all the time and I'm not saying it's a bad thing but like sometimes you just need the other perspective like sometimes when I'm watching the Sunday game and it's like all ex-players I'm like it'd be really cool if we had like a journalist on to see what his view was or if we had like you know a fan who's actually properly into it you know not going psycho about his own team like it's just a different voice I suppose <clears throat> a different voice I suppose more than anything so and that's what you brought to the table like it's really funny because uh, you seem quite shy so was it like weird to you you were going into this all male environment or was it something that you were aware of or did you care or yeah, it wasn't a big thing at the start because in my club in Killa there would have been other women involved. You know, it, it wasn't a big deal at all. And there was no sort of, oh, we've got a woman coming in as secretary. Like that. And back in the 1980s, my club had a female secretary. Uh, she's actually back there now as secretary again <laughs> many years later. But, you know, so it wasn't um, a huge thing at all for me. And as I say, there were there were loads of women involved in the club. Um, and at the time, you know, we had, I suppose, so many, you know, people like Mary O'Connor who mm. were, I suppose, so well known from our club and involved in sport and her mother actually um, also Mary was you know a brilliant person who did a lot in the GA as well and there was lots of other women like that involved at various levels I think that's the case with a lot of clubs anyway there's women involved a lot at the grassroots level but so like the all male thing and I knew all these people as well yeah. you know that's, that's the whole thing now I do remember I my first club meeting um, my first GA club meeting there was a major discussion took place about um the type of fertiliser we should be putting on the grass and they were you know these numbers like you know whether it was 10, 10, 20 or 5, 15, 8 or something I'm picking out random numbers here and I remember you're sitting there going I did like science I was sitting there going you know gosh I don't know do I have anything to contribute to this discussion you know but um, no as I say I never felt the, the pressure now the, the shyness thing isn't it you know I am a very shy person Yeah. but I think the J has been brilliant for me then because from that point of view because if I didn't sort of push myself beyond my comfort zone mm. I would probably be at home every night reading a book and never go outside the door <laughs> you know that's heaven <laughs> so you can't do that you know you have to push push yourself out there so being involved in the GA has been really beneficial to me from that point of view Yeah, it, you know I still get nervous when I have to speak at things I still don't like being in a room full of strangers but I can manage it a mm. lot better than I would have been able to without my involvement in the GA what like sparked your like desire for like administration because it's not something like you have on like a list of things I want to do <laughs> like you know for me it's like people ask me all the time oh why'd you be an activist I'm like I just like it like it's fun to like speak up and speak out about things do you feel the same about that that it gives you a pathway to maybe fix something you're not that you personally aren't happy about but something you see that isn't working correctly and you're like oh I actually I have a suggestion you know are you that kind of person in the background you know yeah I think it's the opportunity to be able to do something is what makes it attractive probably yeah. the same reason for you you know in terms of acti- activism mm. you know it's just that opportunity to be able to do something to be able to organise something to be able to contribute to something and from my point of view when it's the GA well here's this association that I love so much yeah. and administration gives me the opportunity yeah. to hopefully bring something to the table there make some adjustments change something that needs to be changed just do something to improve it or maintain what's good or you know fix what isn't the opportunity to be able to do that is definitely um, very attractive. I like organising things as well. I suppose, you, you look know, like an organiser. Yeah, even though I wouldn't <laughs> ever say I'm the most organised person in my personal life now, it must be said, I got a lovely planner this year and it's helping. <laughs> I, it's finally helping me a little bit. But I do like organising associations, events, things like that. I, I really enjoy that. I always have done, I think. And even in my in my day job now, you know, it's very much about administration as well. Yeah. So it's just, I think, something I like and 
I'm okay at. I wouldn't say I'm brilliant at it, but I'm reasonably good at it. Yeah, I suppose in 2009, um, shortly after Gerlaine actually vacated <coughs> the chair of East Cork board to become uh, county PRO, you then became the divisional PRO. And is that like an even bigger leap again? Like, I mean, I suppose you were kind of, were you going to kind of county board meetings at that time or... Was it just when you were elected as the head, that's when you started going? No, I've been going to the county board for quite some time now. I, I can't remember exactly when I started going, but it was around the time that I started off as secretary of our club, of, of the adult section of our club. I started going to county board meetings as a delegate and also to East Cork board meetings mm. as a delegate. And I suppose that was where I started to see the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, you're you're going beyond the club then and you begin to see, you know, there's a whole mechanism here and it isn't just about my club. Yeah. And sometimes what's right for my club isn't maybe what's right for the bigger picture or there's just more going on. I found that very interesting. And again, I would say I was very lucky, very welcomed at the divisional board, even though I was the only female there at the time. And that was where I did start to notice, you know, maybe being the only person, the only woman or whatever, the only one who was a little bit different. But I never found that in a negative way. No, people were very welcoming to me, which was great. Um, So I became divisional PRO then. And that was really interesting. I, I enjoyed that work. And then... I was on the county PR committee as a result of yeah. being divisional PRO. And again, that was a kind of a start-up time for things. So good. Um, Bob Ryan had just started the website when he was finishing up and Jerry then moved that on a bit and I was involved in helping out there and uh, social media was just becoming a thing. Yeah, because so, Twitter came around when you were... Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I set up the, the Cork GA Twitter um, and that was just a new thing. Yeah. And it was like the GA was a bit slow to embrace Twitter, which I can understand it was a new medium at the mm. time. And these were, you know, it was, it was interesting to be involved in times of change. We were also changing over, the GA was changing over to a new email system, which has, like it sounds so basic now, <laughs> you know, but there had been no sort of standard email system within the GA. And it's insane. It is. It's yeah. so hard to imagine. And, you know, I spent like uh, much of one summer making phone calls to club secretaries all around the county. We divided up the county between a few of us yeah. uh, on the PR committee. And, you know, just trying to help people to change over. I actually made some great contacts through that process. And, and some people I'm still very friendly with now were people I spoke to first, <laughs> yeah. trying to help them, you know, to set up the GA emails. And that was a brilliant thing for communication because it meant that you know, the county board office could easily communicate with every club, meant clubs could easily communicate with each other. You didn't have to know who the secretary of Castletown Bear was, you know, because you just had this standard email address. So it sounds so small now, you know, but it was an innovation at the time. So all of those things were really interesting to be involved in. And I enjoyed that so much that, you know, when the next time round came, the the role of PRO came up for the county board, Mm. I really wanted to give it a go. I was divisional secretary as well at that stage, but... You know, I felt I could try managing the two, and I did. But, yeah, I, I really wanted the role of PRO in the county. Yeah, that's John Reardon's chat with uh, Tracy Kennedy, the Cork County Board Chairperson. And it's going to be available in full, uh, part one anyway, it will be available in full on the Big Red Bench, or the John Reardon podcast. Got the Big Red Bench in the brain. The John Reardon podcast, uh, which will go live on Friday at noon. And uh, the first four episodes are up uh, both halves of the chat with Rena Buckley and the chat with Neil McCarthy. Uh, get it on redextra.ie and you can find it as well on um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So um, plenty to uh, uh, of ways uh, to listen to the Joanna Reardon podcast. Any final requests of wrestling moves to be done on you by anyone on social media? Uh, I turned it off. So you I turned couldn't off social media. The Stone Cold Sober one is. Oh, I, right. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, could, I could totally give you a stunner. 
Um, oh, is that what it's called? Sorry, yeah. it's been quite a while. Did, did, did you call it a stubber? No, 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 no. A stone, stone, stone cold was the the wrestler. Yes. Yeah, and stunner. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it right. Um, yeah, I turned it off. I I didn't want to read those things. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah, right, buddy. yeah <laughs> Becky Lynch tonight WrestleMania I'm really looking forward to that I'm actually like debating setting the alarm like I'm up at 5 in the morning for work anyway debating setting the alarm to get up to watch that Becky Lynch match do and I'll text in the morning asking how it went yeah it, it, like as soon as I go on social media it's going to be spoiled for me so there's no way of avoiding it yeah well, it, well you if are, she doesn't win we riot you are in work at 6 in the morning like yeah I can't really watch WrestleMania in work though can I justify that as work it is work yeah, it's might try that card if the boss is listening. Just close your ears there for a few minutes. Um, yeah, might be watching WrestleMania in the morning and work for for work purposes, obviously. Naturally, and then if I tweet about it, people are going to give out to me about spoilers. Well, if you don't tweet about it, people will be saying, "Well, what's the story? Why don't you have the the latest that update?" We'll see how it goes. All right, Becky Lynch is in action tonight. WrestleMania, looking forward to that. We're out of time. Thanks very much for tuning our way. Uh, Big Red Bench podcast online uh, shortly. RedFM.ie, RedExtra.ie, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, folks. And Alan's up next with Green on Red. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m.